Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 33 of The Batter. I am your hostess with the mostest, Katie Cupcake. You can call me Katie or Cupcake. Don't call me late for dinner because that's just what I say around here. This week we have an oldie buddy goodie co-host and somebody new. <laughs> we have Mr. as you can tell by his me cutting in and out. And then we have really Sentinel. Or we, I just call him Sentinel because I don't know. But yeah, anything works. Sentinel really is only eleven. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not to be confused with Penny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got uh, quite a few topics here. We are gonna stop start off with Pal World since it just came out, and quite a few people have been playing it. I have not jumped into it yet, but I have downloaded, and I will be. And yeah, um, so give us your insights of the game for those who have played. <laughs> um, well, first off, it's selling a million copies in eight hours does not surprise me in the slightest. I think it's actually higher than that since oh, I like probably. gathered that that topic. I'm pretty sure it was way higher than that because you have to have to remember like some of us haven't bought it because it was available on Game Pass, so we're also True. still playing it. <clears throat> I haven't picked it up quite yet, um, but I have seen a uh, a ton of gameplay. Um, at least uh, one person in every friend group that I have has played it and streamed it on Discord. It looks fantastic so far. Yeah. I think Mister is uh, addicted to oh, it. I've been playing it a ridiculous amount. I am already, what, 20 days in, I think? Not Something sure. Like I wasn't paying attention, but yeah. Yeah, I'm like level 17. I've... I'm loving it. It's everything you would want. He's not McDonald's, so folks. Combined with like the newer Legend of Zelda stamina system and guns. <laughs> I mean, you have to think that Pokemon came out when we were were kids, right? Yeah. So we yeah, grew up with this same children's franchise. However, I think Pal World really brings in uh, a new kind of adult element to it, and I think that's oh, yeah. something that we have wanted from Pokemon, but they can't do for franchise safety, right? Right. Well, for me, the thing I've always wanted for Pokemon was the, um, like what they do with Legends Arceus. Right. Just go out and about. If you sneak up on something, you don't necessarily have to fight it. You right, just, right. You can just snag it. Like, <laughs> like, Pokemon always was in the anime. Oops, you got your chance. Like, literally, so. And they're really cute. In the world like this and being able to see all of them at a time instead of just walking over the grass and going, ooh, what's this one? <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So he's been streaming it for me, and he's like, oh, uh, he has a fire Pokemon that he has a harness on. Why did I say it like that? He has a fire Pokemon that has a harness on them, and he can, or pals, sorry. He has a pal that you can put a harness on, and then you wield him like a uh, flamethrower. So you hold him in your arms, and he's just a flamethrower. It's fucking hilarious. And what was the other one that was the machine gun? I've got a little leaf squirrel that has an SMG that stands on my head and can shoot a machine gun while I also attack with other weapons. Just a quick fact check on it. Uh, it, it has a record-breaking 1.2 million concurrent players as of 15 hours ago. That's huge. Jesus. 
that's crazy. That's that's gotta be one of the top games on Steam right now. And the top, yeah. Yeah. and they're working on the server issues. So anyone who's having server issues with not being able to get in because of the instability with the influx of players, they are yeah. actively working towards fixing that. They said just keep trying to get in, you'll eventually get into a server to play. But they are working on expanding and you know fixing that. To I was expecting more server issues, honestly, with how many people wanted this game when it was being made, like when it was just a teaser trailer. You have Blizzard, uh, who is, is, you know, one of the top devs of our time, having server issues on WoW patches, let alone mm -hmm. um, PAL World, uh, which, which is kind of a spinoff of, of what we know as Pokemon, right? So, like, even a spinoff game having as little server issues as it does is, is definitely kind of a breath of fresh air. They're really trying their asses off. Oh, 100%. And I'm going to check the company now. I don't, I don't think it's a very big company, if I had to guess. But yeah, they are actively working on that, and there's it, there's Minecraft elements to it as well that I thought were cute, like the crafting elements and everything like that. So they took like some of the best parts of all of the games we've either grew up playing or are like popular, really integrated it into like what I can tell until I you know play it for myself. Looks like a really fun game and not overwhelming. Like obviously there's a lot to do, but think we've most of us have played pokemon so we can kind of get the general concept of power world yeah the thing i like about the the crafting and everything is you don't have to hold everything with you like in so many other games where it's like all right i have to get my wood all right i'm gonna go to my chest and take out the 15 wood i need all right now i'm in this i'm gonna go over to this chest because it's over in this chest and grab the 15 i need from this one and put it together as long as it's in your base it's in your inventory yeah, I like that. So your, all of your items can be all the way on the other side of your base, and you can build something on the opposite corner as long as you're inside the confines of it. You can build. And and one of those uh, the small details like having uh, an ice type pal who can literally keep your fridge cold for you. Oh yes, I was watching. <laughs> details of this what we would have thought is just a spinoff game. It's not just a spinoff game. It looks fantastic. Right. It's it's everything you'd want from. Poke, like what you would imagine in real Pokemon. Like you go outside, you're at a campfire, you're not going to grab two sticks and make a fire. No, you're going to have your Charmander like the, like the campfire for you. Yeah, the little, his um, little eyes Pokemon is so happy when he's like keeping things oh, cold. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then the water types will water po downgraded like. Downgraded but upgraded. <laughs> downgraded but upgraded. That sounds yeah. like good stuff. And the water types water your grass or water your plants and stuff. Yeah, it's every, definitely... Every, every single pal has a specific job they can do. Some of them can do almost everything. So... Fun. I'm enjoying it. Would so, recommend it. Especially yeah. if you have Game Pass. Get it on Game Pass. It's free. Yeah, definitely. Um, so next we have the Stardew Valley Deepwoods mod that was added that adds a new dungeon for you to explore. So if you're in the late game of Stardew Valley, I think mods are something that makes sense to gravitate to because I haven't really played anything but a little bit of modded Minecraft. Like if we're going to be playing modded Lethal Company, but I mean, for something like Stardew Valley that's been around for so many years, adding mods makes sense, especially because you only have like a couple of areas where you can go into dungeons and if you're if you're into that type of gameplay in your late game then it makes sense to add so this is called the 
Deep Woods mod and <coughs> sorry I have <clears throat> excuse me uh, new dungeons with unique challenges and rewards but it's not for new players so this is an end game type of dungeon hmm. <clears throat> um, so when you have more advanced tools and equipment it's basically end game close to end game dungeon where you're getting it's similar to the mines, but with wood instead of stones as a major regrowing resource, which is an interesting concept too, because like mining takes a long time and then you like lose track of time because you're trying to find your way down to the next dungeon if you haven't unlocked it yet. And it, it kind of gets monotonous. So adding something that, I mean, obviously that will get monotonous too because it's wood, but Adding something different to spice it up makes sense. And mm -hmm. also, like, Stardew Valley also just got a major update to its game, too. So you compare that with the things that the developer just recently added with all the events and stuff. And you can basically just have, like, more time to play the game or more things to do in the game. Right. Another incentive to go back and play it again. If you mm -hmm. Beat it or... Small break and you wanted to keep going. Mm-hmm. many many hours into it yeah um stardew i think is one of those things where it's kind of a cozy game and you can play it for hours on end but that also means that you can grind for the end game very quickly having something like the deep woods mod that is not only um not only another thing to do but also procedurally generated so next time you go into it it's not going to be the same thing i think it's going to be great for a lot of people for uh for replayability yeah, absolutely. And the game has enough replayability built in on top of it because you can, you know, you can do challenges like Calm and Kevin does on his channel, or you can do, you could just do different farms. Like there's what's, I forget how many there was base. Yeah, I think I wanted to say six, but they just added a new farm type with the, um, the update too. So you can just play those and it's a different experience as well yeah, on top. To it. Yeah. yeah always nice and for a game that's been around that long it's it's really nice to integrate new new experiences for people and for old and new players alike and it's one of my favorite games mm-hmm I've been playing since it released because I was like oh my god I, I fell in love with the graphics before I realized like it was based off like um concerned ape was obsessed with harvest moon like i was and that was like what you know he made it for to take all the elements we loved about harvest moon until they ended up selling and the people who got it ruined it <laughs> but yeah it, it's just a game i've been in love with for a really long time and i definitely need to play more of it for sure and I highly recommend it for people who haven't played it in a while or people who have been playing it. Just look at the mods because mods are really fun and they just expand, generally expand your experience with the game, not so much changing it. Like you're just adding things to it. You're not like, like with Minecraft, you can basically change the entirety of what Minecraft is with mods. No, that's what you want to do that's fine but like i'm a I, I need to like 
slowly get myself <laughs> into stuff like that. I'll definitely be checking it out after this. Um, mod is mod and Stardew isn't something I've done much. However, when there's one that gets this much attention, this much attention, uh, I definitely will go check out Keyforge after this. Yeah, it's definitely worth looking into. Um, all right, what is our next topic? Taco Bell. Uh -huh. I feel like we've been talking Don't about, talk about too much. <laughs> like almost once a week. It feels like yeah, at this point. Well, it's not that it's too much. It's just like crazy how often we keep finding things that are new to yeah. like to. I just punched my microphone, so 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 sorry to anybody who heard that, <laughs> but it's it's just interesting for it yeah, to like have so many new things coming out. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago they did the the nationwide um is on your side tale of um <laughs> heard that by the way um. <laughs> The Baja Blast, the Baja Zero. Yes. And Before that, there's the Baja Gelato. And now they've got... Give us a drum roll, please. <laughs> cereal! <laughs> Why? Which, the Cinnamon Twist cereal, I might actually like. I don't... So, I'm a hot take Taco Bell person. I don't like Baja Blast. I don't like the Cinnamon Twists. But the cereal, I might like. Because I love cinnamon cereal. Like... Cinnamon Toast Crunch or whatever off-brand of it, I love it so much. Yeah, no Baja Blast and no Cinnamon uh, Twist. Those are definitely too hot takes. Um, <laughs> the, the Cinnamon Twist fun. cereal. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is, is great. I think Cinnamon Twist yeah. will probably be that, just a different shape, right? Like, Yeah, they're cute. knows what they're doing. And mm -hmm. I don't think they'll fumble it. It's weird that Uber Eats is also on the cereal box, though. It's like Taco Bell Uber Eats, because it's their, like... Oh, it is. That's weird. Their... What is the word I'm looking for? Collaboration, I guess? You gotta Uber Eats the cereal. <laughs> <laughs> and they are in... There are many um, cinnamon twists for the shape. And I, like... I don't drink regular milk. I do chocolate almond milk and cinnamon and chocolate. Just go... Mwah, delicious together. So I, I will be trying this if I can get a box here. Usually they only oh. release this stuff over in the California areas. <clears throat> um, so let's see. From January 16th to 22nd, Uber One members in New York City, Chicago, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Miami, and Dallas can get the mini cereals box with free delivery on any Taco Bell breakfast order placed by 11 a.m. on Uber Eats while supplies last. Before breakfast ends. They're, they sold out the first day. Are you joking? 100%. Anybody that, that has been on Reddit has seen Uber Eats uh, horror stories, whether it be people smashing food or taking it. Oh, yeah. They're, they're um, not getting these cereal boxes. I'm very interested to see how many people actually receive these. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never had a problem with Uber Eats. I have a constant issue with DoorDash. I, yeah, I, I did a lot of both Uber Eats and DoorDash when I was in Hawaii uh, just because of convenience, and, and I had issues with DoorDash. I don't think any of that problems with Uber Eats. I've, I've only ever had issues with Uber as the transportation part. It's like I've never had an issue with food. I've always ever like gotten my orders. I think the worst thing that didn't happen is I didn't get chopsticks. Oh, no. But like that was, the, that was it. I've always ever gotten my food. I've never had a delivery not come. I've had 
drivers not show up. I've had drivers pick up wrong people, but I've never had food issues. Yeah. Oh, and here's here's the, here's their tip for those who um like me probably don't live near or participating Taco Bell and Uber Eats. They still have you covered. You can still hack your own cereal by redeeming $5 off and free cinnamon twists. Just crunch them in a bowl of your choice, add your preferred milk, and enjoy. <laughs> so perfect, so you know exactly how that tastes. Yeah, so that's a no for me then. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if it's li like literally their yeah, cinnamon twists, twist, but, yeah. but slightly harder so they don't just become mush as soon as they go in the milk. I would hope so. Instead of it just being like a cereal that they've shaped like that and then put the powder on. Yeah, no, mushy cereal uh, seems too much. I kind of just want my cocoa, cocoa Crisp just sit there for a little bit. It depends on the type of cereal. Like Cocoa Crisps, Fruity Pebbles, yeah. Cocoa Pebbles. Like big and crunchy, then it shouldn't get soggy. But like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh my god, I actually, speaking of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I actually prefer the stop and shop brand over the the name brand because they have more of a crisp to them no they're more crispy than a normal cinnamon toast crunch and i prefer the trader joe's too over regular cinnamon toast crunch because the trader joe's ones are really really cinnamony i've actually heard that about the trader joe's ones too they're so good <laughs> but it's expensive in my city so i don't shop there often but but i've heard they have uh good off-brand cinnamon toast crunch mm, they do they do but let us know if anybody out there had the opportunity to try this because i i i'll never get that opportunity unless i happen to be like in california or something like that I when would, they uh, absolutely go crush up some of their cinnamon twists throw it in a bowl and report back <laughs> okay all right there um so i was slightly distracted at the end of that topic because i had closed that one out once we finished it and on the next topic for the steam game sales uh <laughs> grand theft auto 6's trailer had popped up and i completely forgot that that was announced and it's coming out next year so i was like what yes. what the shit uh, I haven't really played any of the Grand Theft Autos past their original three, so. I feel like you enjoy, like, the open-worldness of, like, Minecraft. Uh, and that's kind of a weird comparison, because Minecraft is for children, and obviously Grand Theft Auto is not. But um, <laughs> it really does allow you to kind of forge your own path in, in GTA Online currently. I've put a few thousand hours into it at this point, and uh, I love it. I definitely think you should enjoy it. I tried GTA Online with some friends, but I, we were basically just being bullied by, and I just, I don't like that. I, I was trying to figure out what the fuck I was doing, and people were trying to kill me and steal my shit and my cars, and I'm just like, can I just, like, have a second before any of this shit happens? Like, I don't even know, the, the map is huge, like, I don't know. So, not to, not to stay on the GTA topic for too long because it's a little bit off topic from what you gave us, but um, we're always changing, so it's realized fine. that it is such a problem that you can now go into you know your own lobbies and do everything in the game. You don't need to be in public lobbies anymore. Uh, oh, which is pretty neat. You can I like that. To just go in with a few friends, uh, have a really good time, learn, and um, and just kind of forge your own path there too. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. 
Oh, maybe, maybe we'll give it another go. Um, speaking of Steam game sales, there's over 20 games currently under a dollar each. When I was looking at this, these go until the end of January, mostly. And what games do we get, guys? Um, so off the rip, I know that you guys were playing Golf with a Friend or Golf with Friends the other day. Uh, Golf It, very similar concept. Also, great game. I have played both. Uh, is it a multiplayer game? It is a multiplayer. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, gameplay on Golf It. Another one of note, I am fish. You are quite literally a fish trapped yep. in a fish bowl. I have seen speed runs of this game. It is yes. phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, the game I'm looks really fun. I am literally putting it in my cart right now. I've uh, <laughs> seen people who made I am red and blue. I think you're correct. Lawn mowing simulator. Yes. It's literally what the game is. That or may not be one that I pick up. It's literally what it is. You, um, <laughs> you start your own lawn mowing business. You go from job to job. Sort of like Power Wash Simulator. You buy better mowers and it just mows along. Yeah, I um I struggled. <laughs> I played, I don't know if it was Lawn Mowing Simulator or like a similar game where you did the same things. It, it, it didn't give me the same enjoyment that Power Wash yeah. Simulator gave me. Uh, because you had to change, yeah, because you had to change the blade length, and I couldn't figure that out. And then it was yelling at you if you were cutting the grass, but you, it was just a mess. It it didn't, it wasn't as seamless as Power Wash Simulator, where you just go over and clean all the fucking dirt, and nothing matters. <clears throat> Everything matters. It does matter in that game. Super Knight Riders and Grip Combat Racing. Can't really endorse either one of them because I haven't played them, but the art styles look pretty neat in both of them, and Grip actually looks like the shit that should be okay. Um, it so kind of looks like a, an RC car game, too. Like, it looks yeah. like yeah. something you'd be, like, driving around and <clears throat> like something you'd want to drive around in your house or something. Right. So, smash your way through opponents with a bristling arsenal of outlandish weapons. That sounds like Twisted Metal, too. Still need to watch the Twisted Metal movie. Did you play the games? Absolutely. Okay, because I haven't watched the movie. I thought it was a TV series. It's a movie? I'm so confused. It might be both. Who knows? I haven't seen any of it. But yeah, the game is Twisted Metal. So, I mean, hell, if there's a Twisted Metal kind of remake, I'd be down for it. That's what I've been asking for. Made well. The one they made for PlayStation 4 was mediocre. Oh, no. Oh, is that I, don't, I don't expect much out of a $1 Steam game, but I'm down to try. I mean, it's a dollar, right? And if you play less than two hours, you can get your dollar back. To, to be fair, if I buy a game for a dollar, I really don't care if it's bad. Exactly. <laughs> you you actually get enjoyment out of bad games. I mean, yeah, there's like, <laughs> this game sucks so bad, and I only had to pay a dollar for it. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if a game is truly that bad to the point where I feel like I need to get back my dollar, you've accomplish something <laughs> fair fair uh, next game is hands of necromancy and 
uh, I haven't heard of this game. It kind of looks Diablo-esque with the UI and the health and uh, mana levels, and you're learning dark magic, so it's similar. You're yeah, has it... fight monsters and creatures, and it does have a very early Doom-esque look to yeah, it. That too. Yep. Yeah, I'd say it's like Doom or, or Diablo One. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of feels it's like a mesh of the two. It may be uh, one of those things that just feels nostalgic, even if you've never played it before, just because of the graphics and the gameplay. Yeah, kind of, yeah. The Wild 8, the graphics look from phenomenal. Like, this little thumbnail looks beautiful. Um, mysterious plane crash is only the beginning. Eight survivors are stranded in the middle of an unforgiven, frozen wilderness of Alaska. Don't let it consume you. Find the truth. Survive and live to tell the tale of the Wild Eight. I wonder if it's like a play on the Donner Party or something like that. So it actually makes me think of the Long Dark, uh, kind of a, a stranded in Alaska type feel. Great game. I was playing that. I haven't played that one. There's a lot of games on my list, guys. And do I have an actively written out list? No. survival <laughs> it literally says right there survive and live <laughs> no, i mean like there's eight survivors are we taking control of all eight of them or are we playing with other people my guess is that you're That's most likely just that. the main guy here with the torch in his hand and you just kind of care for the people in your camp type of thing um, Embark on an adventure into the ruthless Arctic wilderness and uncover the truth behind a mysterious plane crash that left its survivors, surviving passengers to die. Join nice. with other players online, up to eight players in one party, or begin That sounds like a mess. Gather resources, craft, and improve your equipment at the camping site, escape blizzards, and fight deadly beasts that lurk in the woods. Find supernatural anomalies, strange laboratories, and abandoned facilities full of useful loot and things that don't belong to this world. So it's like a survival, like, Okay, and now I kind of want to find eight people to play this with and see how chaotic it actually is. I don't think I, that would be an issue. Let's go. I like the graphics, too, because it's not the, like it's I'm not that realistic. It's that, like, um... It's cartoony uh, realistic. Like, they... It's hard it, to explain. It's, it. they're, they're not blocky, but they're, like, flat. Polygonal. <laughs> <laughs> Polygonal. I'm not but sure I, if you want to go through, like, all of the games. Um, I, don't know. I, I wanted to touch on was Headbangers in Holiday Hell, <laughs> um, which just looks absolutely hilarious. Uh, it gives me very serious Sam vibes, especially with the, uh, the cover art. But it looks like they're just uh, destroying Santa's helpers, man. Um, obviously, I've never played it. It's a dollar. I will absolutely give it a try. It looks... Uh, the graphics... Um, are like a 2D pixel graphics with, you know, destroying elves. Um, Love that. That looks like one that I would keep my eyes on just because it looks very funny. Oh my god, um, that reminds me of this game I used to play as a kid on the computer. You were like skiing and you had to collect elves. Oh my god, I just unlocked a memory and I cannot even tell you more about it. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> um... <sighs> It looks like zombies ate my neighbors. Oh, you're totally right. 
looking like it's I'm not on the Steam page now looking at it. It's hundred percent what it looks like it it plays like. Yeah. But just Santa themed. Is this it right here? Ah, it is! I found it! Ski free! <laughs> Ski free! It's a single player skiing computer game that you control a skier on a mountain slope, avoid obstacles while racing against time, or performing stunts for points. Oh. I'm annoyed. What? <laughs> what? I'm reading the description of the game. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas never changes. Soon those overzealous little freaks will swarm the city led by that bearded maniac. But this time, we fight back. Inspired by zombies ate my neighbors and beat Oh my god. <laughs> this is a twin stick mayhem that we've never experienced before. That's funny. Um, there was a couple of other games that That's poked great. out to me. Uh, is this the, the list is kind of extensive, but One More Island is on here and guys I will put this list of the games in the description of the podcast but um it, it's just a cute little game where you have to like um have your colonies prosper but the game that really caught my eye is um summer catchers like it's like very undertale-esque in the the graphics and the art style and the image alone is just beautiful and you go on a road trip adventure of a lifetime your trusty wooden car you have to travel distant lands full of mystery strange creatures and exciting races in your quest to finally experience summer like i don't know it just sounds like one of those cutesy games you know let me give a quick run through here see if there's anything else Anything else that pops out to you guys? Mm, I don't think so. Stranger looks weird. What the? Wait a minute. That looks familiar. What does? Stranger? Stranger. It's towards the bottom. It's underneath the one he said, the headbangers Stranger. and Holiday Hill. Stranger looks, uh, I mean, it's produced on Unreal, right? So it's going to have very similar feel to something like Granny, uh, which is very viral right now. Um... Honestly, I think the assets, I think the assets are, look like uh, something from like Left 4 Dead 2 or something. I'm not sure. Like, you know how you go Left 4 Dead 2 with the chargers and stuff and there's the houses, you're in a neighborhood? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's um, good. However, for a dollar, uh, that might be a great horror game for, for some uh, content creation. And nothing else, I mean, there's uh, quite a few more things here. Nothing that really pokes out at me, but make sure you guys go take a look at it because there's a lot of games on sale. And, uh, yeah, I mean, never go wrong with more games. Or can you? Who knows? <laughs> uh, speaking of <laughs> more games, more games, Xbox Game Pass added two acclaimed horror games Woo. to Game Pass. And what are they? We've got the remake of Resident Evil 2 and Those Who Remain. Which, I know the name, but I don't... No, I'm kind of in the same boat. I've never played Those Who Remain. However, Resident Evil 2 is a 
absolutely amazing graphics that nobody would uh, – it's just people just haven't played it quite yet. On Game Pass, this is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely. Like, I just recently uh, – pretty much last year and this year, I started banging out all of the Resident Evil games for the first time, and I recommend the Resident Evil 2 game. Like, that's probably – until the remake of 4 came out, that was my favorite Resident Evil game. And I only prefer the Resident Evil 4 remake because everything just flows better. Like, everything is pieced together in a more concise thing. Like, you're not like, just random going to random places and trying to figure out where you are. Like, everything is connected and then the storyline flows a lot better. So they just did a really good job. Same thing with the remake on 2. They did a really good job on that one as well. Yeah. Considering um, they grew up with the Resident Evils. So Resident Evil 2, if there's anybody that's interested in the speedrun community, uh, Resident Evil 2 on, on Wednesday was actually run, I think in front of like fifty or 60,000 people uh, by Carcinogen SGM. Um, there was a no, uh, no damage hardcore Jesus. Uh, full run through of Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, so he played the entire game. It only took him about an hour and 27 minutes, an hour and Jesus. 28 minutes. Um, and there was, it, it was on hardcore difficulty. He didn't get hit once. That's insane. That's crazy. It was a phenomenal run. Anybody that's ever seen it, definitely go back, especially if you're interested in these online. And then hopefully this will give you a, a little bit of motivation to pick that up on Game Pass. RE2 remake, absolutely great game. And for those who remains is not as well known as Resident Evil, obviously, but it had good feedback. It's a psychological horror with elements of supernatural things happening. And um it might be something to play if you're like a horror game junkie and you haven't played it or if your community likes you to play horror games because you scream like a little bitch like mine does then <laughs> you know something that you can look into and it's on game pass so if you're already paying for game pass then like why not try something new out thing that struck my interest on the cover art there uh dodge challenger so that's kind of neat it looks really good the neon signs and, and the the flame effects really pop in this um so even if like you're not a uh, a, a horror game junkie but just like really great graphics this looks like games are worth a try in i'm actually going to download it right now because <laughs> i know that they're gonna want me to play more games those who remain I mean, I have so many games that I gotta start playing. Maybe I need to stream more. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> uh, what is the next topic? Where are we at? Oh, Beetlejuice 2. So, Jenny Ortega revealed that Beetlejuice 2 will hardly use CGI. Now, this is great for those who are like, oh god, they're using practical effects like they did in the original Beetlejuice movie. With... I have two questions, not to cut you off before we go into this article, so I can voice my opinions. Okay. Is it Tim Burton? Yes. And is Keaton in it? Yes. Okay, then I have a little bit of interest in this movie. Yes. You may continue. 
Uh, I don't know where I was because you cut me off, but... <laughs> You're talking about the visual, the practical effects and... Yeah, so they're they're not really integrating um, much of the CGI. They are keeping it in the original movie's eyes, and it's coming out on September 6th, and we will see Michael Keaton, and then Jenna Ortega, and we have Renona Ryder, Lydia Dietz, as uh, Lydia Dietz, Catherine O'Hara is back, as Delia, and that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much all we know right now. Um, William Defoe is an afterlife law enforcement officer. They got a good cast for this. So, and Monica Bellucci as Beetlejuice's wife, and Justin Theroux, who has an undisclosed role at this time. But I'm very excited for this because the the great thing about Beetlejuice was like you could tell, like even watching it now, you like it was never like. It was just so great. Tim Burton is so great. Because if you think about all the things that they did in the original movie, and they just used practical effects, and CGI wasn't really around when the original movie came out, they did an amazing job. And to like go back and keep it like that in this day and age, I'm just so excited for this movie, man. <laughs> and Michael Keaton coming back as Beetlejuice is just... Yeah, I, I think we're in an era of sequels and remakes. Um, yes. And a lot of our generation is very disappointed that, uh, you know, they change a lot of the cast. So bringing Michael Keaton back as Beetlejuice will be top-notch fun. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, and that comes out, what did I say, September 6th? So if I don't go to any other movies this year, I will be in the movie theater to watch this one. 100%. movie a year. <laughs> oh, I haven't been in the movie since uh, Captain America Civil War came out. Okay, then. <laughs> been a while. Yeah. Actually, I think the Hitman's Bodyguard's wife came out after that, and I saw that with my grandfather. Mm. But he wasn't... He, did, he didn't have a good time, let's just say that. Oh, boy. Uh... So I kind of, I was kind of hoping Mister would be here for this specific topic. Oh no! Because of his feelings on RE5 and RE6, more so RE6 and RE5. What's RE6? What are you talking about? <laughs> As you guys have heard him say before, uh, they just went right from five to seven. They forgot how to count. Yeah, he. Doesn't believe that this should exist. Resident Evil 6 should exist. Now, Ren and Toki disagree with him. They say it's fine. It's a fine game. But he is very against it. <laughs> um, so, basically, this topic is kind of talking about the RE5 and RE6 remakes possibly coming and where it could run into issues with remaking the co-op aspects and I don't like I don't often agree with game rant articles to begin with but 
the fact that if you look at the newer games and the newer remakes that they're doing a Resident Evil, they're going to make the co-op so much better than what it was. And even if you don't have somebody that you play with, they can make the AI a lot better now too. So I don't really know why they they think that it's going to be a short-lived endeavor, but I highly disagree. I am very excited for remakes of these games. Me and Mr. just finished Resident Evil 5. We'll be starting Resident Evil 6 eventually. Um, because all... <laughs> See, I don't... I can't say I don't disagree with Game Rant, but my whole thing with this is if the next games they decide to remake are 5 and 6 they're going to lose a lot of fans there are so many fans who have been kicking and screaming for like uh, an outbreak remake because now the internet is good enough to handle something like that Some, they, want, they want outbreak done again they want Code Veronica remade because that's been so long since that's even been talked about and that's a critically acclaimed Resident Evil one of the only ones I haven't beaten. <laughs> I haven't played any of those games yet. So for me, it would just make sense for them to chronologically go to five and then six. Because they're the main games, so to speak. But I mean, they I, haven't said If we're talking numbers in order then that is the case obviously code veronica and outbreak have their own things but okay we can talk chronologically where's my zero remake <laughs> that should have been the first remake <laughs> um yeah I, I agree that you know outbreak should be redone but i guess that's not what's happening right now the the re5 re6 remake having a co-op could be a short-lived endeavor I think that's kind of full of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for the language. Um, oh, no, you're fine. The language. Yeah, they, Game Rant is, is telling us that, that they think it'll be a lot of work and no reward. I kind of disagree with that. I, I really do. I think that in a time that everybody has a best friend they play games with, beating something that really kicks your ass and beating it with your best friend, I think will be a really big reward. Um, I think it's a good reward. Even if you beat the game, it's difficult, and beating it with your best friend could be a good thing. Yeah, I walked into 5 expecting it to be a lot worse, and me and him, we, we didn't really struggle a whole lot. I mean, obviously he's beaten the game, so he knew what to do, but I'm not good at these games, and my ADHD makes me bad at following directions as well. <laughs> Didn't notice. Um... But we didn't, there was very few times where we had issues playing together. So I'm excited for it to be remade and to re-experience things because not only would the graphics be better, but generally when they remake these things, things just flow better and they're more seamless and just make more sense. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, they're going to do what they think is going to be best for the company and, and you know our opinions don't mean shit but oh, i i just feel like the smartest move they could pull money wise would be to remake one 
because it's what everybody wants. Or at least that's what Resident Evil fans want. It's what they didn't want. When they made two, or when they remade two, and then we're like, we're making another remake, or we're like, oh, they're gonna make, they're gonna remake Veronica, and then they did three, and three was kind of a letdown. And then they did four, and four was amazing. That's why everybody just wants Veronica. They don't. I mean, yeah, I didn't like three as much as I loved I two and four. Make it good. Mm -hmm. Just to give it a chance. Oh. But I just don't have faith in them doing it well. We shall see, because I'm sure it'll be announced soonish. What is going to happen? Yeah. You know. Well. Yeah. Not that I've heard of. Uh, it's gonna be. They usually do like E three or their own thing. Yeah, I mean Silent Hill two is coming out, so they're probably that waiting. Too, like with Capcom, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe skip Resident Evil. Let let Resident Evil simmer a little bit. How about a Dino Crisis remake? How about a Silent Hill remake? Well, we just have to wait and see because. We live in so this this is a segue into the next subject subject. So I didn't really look so much into like what they were specifically talking about, but I appreciate Square Enix coming out and saying, "Hey, we're slimming down our lineup to ensure higher quality because we were just we've been bitching for the last couple of weeks on these podcasts for various reasons of, you know, this post-COVID gaming area era has been really shit for a lot of reasons." with the games that have come out or, you know, just lies and overall like bullshitting. Oh yeah, it's coming out. And then you push the, the date that it's coming out further and further and further away. I appreciate Square Enix saying, Hey, we're not making an abundance of games because we want to focus on making the things, these games, the best that we can before we jump into other games. Cause it feels like that's what every other company is doing. I'd, I'd rather have one five-star game than you give me four two-stars. It's kind of hard for, for a team to justify us saying that they're going to slim it down, though. We have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming out, Saga Emerald Beyond, uh, two games that we'll specifically talk about next week. I'm Dragon so Quest, excited about Rebirth. Two, <laughs> two, second, uh, two separate Dragon Quest games and another Kingdom Hearts game all on the table. So they're definitely... Um, they're still branching out quite a bit. But, I mean, Rebirth is done. It's coming out next month. It's done. That's fair. Hopefully. Hopefully. No. Knocking Squ on wood. Square okay, so Square Enix let you Kingdom down Hearts. with Kingdom Hearts 3. We had that whole discussion, what, last week? <clears throat> yeah. Um, there was a, a comment that, that uh, said that there were kind of a few games that were filling up um, shelf space. But that weren't uh, like commercial successes. Uh, Various Daylight was one of those games, and Harvestella. Um, Harvestella actually got a lot of uh, attention that I saw. Uh, published by Square Enix, developed by Square Enix. Um, had kind of a beautiful, uh, beautiful setup to it. Not to contradict your, um, a lot of like, what what, what was your wording for it? I'd... A lot of like a lot of praise and attention. Oh yeah. Oh, for Harvestella. For either of them. Oh no no no! I, I 
my my first point was that they weren't very commercially successful. So, right. <laughs> so even though it looks good, like it didn't get a lot of attention. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you said reporting it the other way around. So I was gonna say no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're saying they they weren't pushed well, but did well. Um, I think I think Harvest Stella was pushed quite a bit, but did okay. pretty pretty uh terribly. Mm. I, I don't think I've ever heard of either of them, and if I did, they were in and out. I've heard of Harvestella, but I don't know about it. Of, uh, Monster Hunter, I guess. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not what I would have expected from a name like that, but... There was no Monster no. Hunter game. <laughs> Monster Hunter was good. Yeah, Monster Hunter was good. I felt... I played, like... Was it PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 one of them came out on? Yeah, that's like the only one I ever played. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any lasting I thoughts? Confused. You ever want to play one? I got one for PS4. Shocking! <laughs> I, you have like five hundred games on PS4. I am pretty sure. Back check this. It was four seventy two, I think. Was it? Do I have? Am I on that? Am I back to four hundred? originally out for PlayStation 2 back in 2004. Wow. <laughs> They've done well as a franchise. I quite enjoy them. I enjoyed the one that I played. I just, um, for whatever reason, didn't play anything past that. There was other things that... It's hard because my brain like hyper-focuses on things, you know? And sometimes it just... It just is just like, nah... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I respect that. Uh, you asked Player Unknown Asteroids. Thank you so much for having me on. I think he'll be back next week, but uh, <laughs> not 100% sure on that. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Any other uh, bits of the topics that we didn't touch on or anything like that? No, I don't think so. My computer just freaked out. It's fine. <laughs> no, my computer was yelling at me. Because I am multitasking, and it's like, stop that right now. Um, yeah, so uh, let us know if you were, if you've tried the Taco Bell cereal. Let us know what games you might be looking into that are on sale. And yeah, thank you to Sentinel for being on. We will have his information for the things that he wants linked below. He is a streamer as well, so we'll put his link and everything below for you to check him out. And you'll obviously know where to find Mr. Like basically in my Twitch channel or on our YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why did you say it like that? <laughs> but thank you guys. <laughs> the sign of approval or the sigh of, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Because so I was like, the sign. Um? Um. <laughs> okay, that, that's your lasting thought? Um? Always. Naturally. I have well, no thoughts. Brain don't work. Mm, fair. Fair. Well, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it so, so much. And don't forget to give us your feedback. Don't forget to like, share, and you know, get us out there for more people to be listening to because like I say every week, we're looking for sponsors. We're looking to expand this 
you know, beautiful thing that I started thinking that it was going to go nowhere. And now we are on season two with multiple episodes and multiple co-hosts who are coming back. So we're, you know, it's this year starting off strong for the podcast. I want to keep it up. So just keep on doing what you're doing and I will catch you guys on the next one. Good night.